Hello, and welcome to another episode of Insights on Improv. Insights on Improv is a podcast where the who's who of the improv world listen to our podcast to look, to hear me and my co-host crack open our brain and talk shop about improv comedy, which is something that we're experts at and something that we care about deeply, and this is our way of giving back. Um, the show is hosted by me and my co-host, Justin Fink. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Justin, thank you for being here as always. Um, and as always, we also have a guest um, who we'll introduce in a second. Um, and we're really excited to have this guest on today because each episode we also talk about, uh, we, we pick a topic to discuss and we bring in an expert from the world of improv to discuss. And this episode, we're going to be discussing character work. Mm. And here discussing that today is none other than Parker Callahan. Hello. Hello, Parker. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you too? I'm doing okay. Wonderful. I'm feeling a little, I have a, I should warn everybody in case you can't recognize my voice. I, I've got a little bit of a cold, mm. um, which happens, but I, uh, I'm getting through it and one, one day at a time. I've actually, I have a cold because, um, uh, just for, for listeners who don't know, Justin and I actually live in a improv clubhouse, mm, uh, yeah. sort of like, a. Well, well, like um, all cities have like fire stations and police mm-hmm. stations, uh, but yeah. Chicago actually has legally required by law like an improv station mm-hmm. where Justin and I are on call 24 hours a day um, in case in the middle of the night somebody needs to do a scene. And I got called out last night and Justin had locked the door uh, and I was out in the cold all night. And that's why I have a cold right now. And I feel really sick. And um mm-hmm. was knocking on the window all night uh, without really any ability to get Justin to open the door, which was frustrating for me because now I'm sick. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many times I need to apologize to you. I told you I need to sleep with a sound machine. But apologizing doesn't make my cold go away. Right. And, but uh, and I said getting we mad at me and doesn't I, make it go and away I, either. I said that we weren't going to discuss this on the air. And I brought it up and I admit to that. But you don't need to. You don't need to fuel the flames right oh, okay. now. Okay, so you just need to call me out for. So Parker, of so <laughs> I, um, yes. I am so excited that you're here today. I am so excited to have you in talking about character work, mm-hmm. um, because this this podcast is meant to be a place where we can educate the public, people mm-hmm. who are interested in improv. Right. And you, in many ways, are one of the leading authorities on creating characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're somebody who has, throughout their entire body of work, always focused on embodying these characters Mm -hmm. that just kind of come out of left field and they bust up audiences and audiences love you and they love the characters. And we're just so excited and blessed to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I noticed something you said there first is that I bust up the audience. And I, you know, those might be the most memorable ones, but a lot of my characters are serious and uh, people forget that. Wow. Uh, But that's equally as important as to building uh, a scene and a show is having serious characters oh. mixing with some killer comedy characters, right. um, or else it's really gonna—they're gonna fall flat. Yeah, I lo- I'm so happy that you brought that up because so many times people—they people think improv and they think ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. They mm. think LOL. I'm gonna go to a show and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my wife there because I had a hard week at work and I just want a little bit of laughter. Mm-hmm. But you. Are bringing up a really important point, which is that sometimes improv is serious. Exactly. Yeah. Think about that man. How, who is he going to identify with? Somebody who has had a hard week himself. Exactly. Who gets home yeah. and you know the dishes aren't done. 
Right. Uh, right. He's right. going to identify with that guy. And then he's going to laugh later when the baseball player can't throw a, a ball. So you're almost preparing him for the laughter. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's the, the idea. See that right there. I mean, the genius of that character—a baseball player who can't throw a ball. <laughs> yeah, like that's just a toss-away thing for you. I just don't like. You yeah. come in here, and it's like you just. Does that just come to you naturally? I mean, where do you where do you get your inspiration for these characters? Oh, you know, I like most people. CTA on the train. Mm. I look around. I take notes, and I observe. Oh. I also reach into my past. And I'm inspired by what I'm reading. Oh, yeah. are you reading anything good right now? Right now I'm reading a, um, not a biography about the man who wrote the book, Babe. Oh. oh. So I've been doing a lot of agriculture. Wow. Gotcha. <laughs> and I mean, just, and you can see in the nuance and the subtlety of a, a character as complex as a baseball player who can throw a baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, I just that level of detail and that level of sophistication is something that a lot of times beginner improvisers they don't they don't concentrate on their characters. They think that they can just be clever, come out with something funny to say to the audience, and they think that they can just skate by on that. But in order to humanize it and make it appeal to these people like you're talking about, like the masses, the people you see on the CTA, mm-hmm. you have to create something that resonates with them. Exactly. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean if you look at real life, like when you're on the CTA or, you know, when you're at a baseball game, mm-hmm. how often do you view people and start laughing, you know? Mm. And as improvisers, we're a mirror of society, but mm. society's not laughing right now. No. Right. So being funny is just betraying the image that society has trusted us as improvisers. Oh, we exactly. Are mm-hmm. Entrusted with so much value. For society, that for the role that we play, we can't betray that by being funny, and that's and that's immediately. It's it's a very very important distinction. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and Parker, you've been doing this now for years. I know that you teach a lot of workshops on creating characters, and so maybe one thing that I would be curious about for people who are just starting to learn how to inhabit characters in the way you do, if you have any tips Mm. or or go tos you know, to, to craft these characters that you inhabit on stage. Oh, absolutely. I have my rule of threes, mm. okay, mm-hmm. which is you pick three words oh. and you put them together okay. in your character blender. Oh. Okay. Character now, what is a blender? character blender? A character <laughs> blender is when you take the three words and you mix them up oh. and then you build your character out of that. Oh. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'm going to just, just for a thought experiment here, okay. I'm going to pick three words yes. and I want to put them into your character blender. And I want to see what we come up with. Great. Okay. So the words that I'm going to pick are um, cold, mm-hmm. uh, locked out, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, uh, what would be the? Th- I think that the third word would be something like about uh, selfishness. Mm. Uh, perhaps huh. I would play an Eskimo who oh. can't catch a seal. Oh my, oh, oh wow. my god! <laughs> all your characters are. I, I don't know if anyone's ever pointed this out, but they're they're all laced in tragedy. Tragedy, yeah. yes. yes, and motivation. Oh, right. All yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's comedy plus or tragedy plus uh, tragedy plus motivation plus time with comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, tragedy, tragedy plus plus time. Tragedy, tragedy plus comedy. 
minus uh, with, with time is uh, characters. You've read my book. You got to solve for <laughs> X. Yeah, uh, I have read your book. Guilty as charged. Uh, guilty as charged it's on that one. I do I'm writing guilty, guilty as charged, charged yeah. two now. That's right right <laughs> great. I've, I've guilty some guilty as charged two. Too guilty. Too charged. Um, which hey, is have you re- been talking to my bubble? <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have. Um, it, I, and I I just I I mean I I personally I look to your book anytime that I'm. You know how sometimes you find yourself in an improv rut. Mm. And you're kind of one of the things that I learned that I've learned from your book and I've learned through conversations that I've had with you is that it always comes back to character. And that's the place that you can always start. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I'm feeling Mm -hmm. a little bit stuck, I I go back to your book and you have at the end, you have the Ten Commandments of Character Improv. Mm. And I just follow those those commandments. And that's actually something that's helped me out in times when I've been struggling a lot in my life. That's so good to hear. I mean, it's 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 true, and it's it, that's why it's an honor. I mean, you're somebody who I admire oh, as a wow. peer and a bit of a mutual admiration society, so just very excited to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you, David. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's go. I would like to really jump, like, can we pick out a specific character of yours, like maybe a beloved one, like, I don't, like the cyclist who doesn't have bicycle pedals. Right. That one always kills. Let's go into the creation of that let's start from day one of like inspiration motivation declaration Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then conception right well you think uh, this would be an easy one to start with Hmm. because the end result is fairly elementary yes right but it's far from that. Whoa. This is a okay. PhD of characters. <sighs> okay. 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 Wow. Walk us through the steps. I mean, this is somebody that you've been playing for five years, the cyclist without any bicycle pedals. And so it, did this come out, was th- did this come about through your exercises looking at people on the CTA or was this? This was from a dream I had. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> I understand what it's like to have cough and be sick. Um, I have a cold myself, so definitely oh. understand how that can put a, a, a damper on your quality of life. But sorry, continue. Hmm. I, I dream I had after going to a Magritte exhibit. Mm, uh, you may recall. He's yeah. an apple, applehead guy. Applehead guy. They, there's more than that. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's more, more than oh, that. Oh, is this a different Magritte? <laughs> no, same Magritte, but there's more than an apple and a head. I think Justin's talking about the head of product at Apple Technology. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I think because uh, Steve Jobs took LSD with Magritte, right? Right. That's what I'm. That's and what then, I'm getting confused. Oh, about. I see. I'm sorry. And then they flipped that's a okay. coin. There was like one of us is going to create the Apple head. One of us is going to create Apple Technology. Okay. Got. It. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Magritte exhibit. Magritte. Continue. I interrupted you. I'm a little under the weather, so that's maybe I'm a little bit off. But continue. Well, let's go back to my dream. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. In my dream, I am the father of myself. Oh. Okay. Wow. And wow. It's profound. And I have to teach myself uh-huh. how to get to school. Oh. I try many different ways. I try okay. taking a bus. I can't. Oh. I try marking. I can't. Okay. And okay. I finally choose for myself, myself as my son, a bike. Okay. But guess what? I can't. Oh. I have no feet. Yes. Which is why I couldn't walk yeah. and why I couldn't get on the bus. Wow. Yeah. 
I mean, that sense of uh, that sense of the surreal is so present in your work, and mm. the the fact yeah, as soon as you said it came from a dream, that kind of made sense because yeah. because the cyclist man on stage has that dreamlike quality to him, yeah. right. and it's so it's so surreal and it's so loose and it's so stream of consciousness that that. That makes sense. And so that is kind of tied up in your subconscious is where it really yes. was birthed from in that, in that and sense. I don't want to make any unnecessary jumps. Stop me if I'm incorrect, but is this where the motivation to have the character reciting Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech while trying to operate the bicycle, is that the natural progression? Well, yes, it's a dream for my children. Oh, because in the dream you're, you're the, the father, father and the child. Exactly. As the child. See this so you were in line when you said PhD level character. Yeah. Exactly. I'm almost worried that our listeners, this is I mean, yeah. should we simplify this a little well, bit? Well, what I mean, we can do is we can put, when we when we send the podcast out over iTunes, there's an ability to attach a PDF. So I'll attach maybe just like a, a one-pager of like supplemental reading that people could reference, maybe just to do a little bit of prep work. You could do the chapter from my book, too. Yeah, I would love to. I don't want to, I, I was going to ask you permission. I didn't want to run into any copyright issues, but if you'd, if you'd be willing to let me share that, that would be super. Oh, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Um, I'll follow up with you then over email. It might be a couple of days just because I'm a little bit under the weather right now. So mm. um, it might take me a couple of days to get caught up on some of the emails that I've been. Um, hey, here's an idea of a character. I just, um, what about a guy who leaves his home in the middle of the night and forgets his keys? Parker, I was, mm-hmm. I had another question that I wanted to ask you. Um, you were talking about this idea of the father and the child in uh-huh. your dream. Um, I have to imagine that in addition to taking inspiration from everyday people, you're also inspired by people in your personal life when you're coming up with characters. Yes. And so one question that I have for you is, do you have any friends or family who ever come to your shows and see that you've incorporated them into characters and get mad or get upset? <laughs> uh, yeah. Does that ever happen? <laughs> sure, uh, tales. Yes, and I have one for you, and she is going to kill me. Oh. <laughs> do tell, do tell. Spare no Spill details. Dish. Oh, okay. Um, we take the gloves off on this podcast, so don't be afraid to say it like it is. Well, okay. I have a friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her name is Rebecca. Okay. Okay. And she is a nail designer. Oh. And I basically don't have to make a character. I play her on stage. Oh. Okay. And in every show I've done with her. Where I am, Rebecca, she is murdered by another character. This isn't a choice that I make. (laughs) But in every show I've done with her, she's been murdered. And I told her this. Yeah, She was not pleased. She asked me to stop playing her on stage, which I can't do. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's probably extra worried because you've had other almost premonitions on stage where exactly you have these characters where things keep happening to them and then it actually happens to uh the guy in the cta that character was based off of or you were donald trump like two months ago and lo and behold yeah i mean you won the election on stage and that night it was announced like dramatically i'm just happy that within the community and the city as a whole people recognize that when i'm having a vision on stage to just be quiet and let it happen. Yes. Right. And right, let right. me breathe through it. 
Yes. And doesn't the stage have that power, sort of like with Macbeth, how it's like a haunted play where every time they try to perform the play, somebody falls off the rafters. Like with improv, you can channel into that ability to see into the future because it has that spiritual power. I mean, I'm not a superstitious man, but I do believe that there is an energy coursing through all of us. Mm. And I do believe that improv opens up pathways in our collective consciousness. And it doesn't seem far-fetched to me that you would have the ability to do that. And it's just the fact that you can predict things like that with such specificity is what spooks me a little bit. I mean, it's, 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 it's something else. Well, there's a reason I wrote the Ten Commandments in the back of my book, because this is my religion, yeah. as it is with both of you. Yeah, exactly. Improv and, is religion. Uh, I had a vision this morning, if you'd like to hear it. Oh, we oh, would love to hear it. Please share. Okay. Thank I have you. a vision that a tall, blonde woman... Okay. Oh, okay. Be, okay, I like where this one's going. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I'm so, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, tall blonde woman. A tall blonde woman walks into a Starbucks and she asks for two macchio latte. Oh, oh Just give me a coffee sometimes, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Macchio venti vanilla. I'm sorry. She asks for two macchio lattes. Okay. And as she asks for this, yeah. a small child nice. pulls on her, on her skirt. Okay. And then that okay. child grows up to be the president. Oh. Because God. the tall blonde woman was Hillary Clinton oh. 20 years ago. And the, the child was... Have you guys ever seen we Donnie Darko? We don't know. So that's like a president to come. That's, love, and, and that's and, and that's why and that's why Parker has been known as the Nostradamus of improv. Mm-hmm. Is sort of his mm-hmm. is what he's billed as. Whenever you see it on the marquee under the spotlight at Second City, yeah. it'll say... Chicago this, Theater in two weeks. Oh, exactly. I, uh, I love that yeah. little touch. It's such a, yeah. it's a, it's he's a hint of what's playing. to come. He's not playing at the Chicago Theater. He's saying something bad is going to happen to the Chicago uh, yeah. Theater in two weeks from now. So, yep. watch out. Well, thanks. I mean, we really, I mean, a lot of tragedy has been averted thanks to you, right? Yeah. Yes. You've yeah. used your powers for good, which is great, which yeah. is you've you've been able to ward off disasters. And, and you also work with the police sometimes, too, <laughs> yeah, um, which, is, which is really cool. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about your work? I know that people may know that police oftentimes will hire psychics when they're stuck mm-hmm. on a case, but I'm sure that people haven't heard about uh, police hiring improvisers, psychic or not, to help with cases. So maybe talk to us a little bit about some of the work you've done with police forces. Absolutely. Um, I'm very proud of this work, and I mostly work with canine injustice. Oh. Uh, because, unfortunately, it's, it's beautiful. well, unfortunately, in our city, there's an epidemic against your canines, and I've noticed. I've noticed that. Yeah. And they've been blamed for all sorts of ills. Yeah. 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 And it's just not the case. Tensions are and, high. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in most cases, a canine wasn't even involved in the crime. They're just looking for someone to, uh, really? to blame it on. And mm-hmm. they bring me in because they know, one, I'm a huge donor to the city pound. Oh, right. and, uh, and they know that if, if they are trying to convict a canine of a felony... Um, I will step in and find the true criminal. Right. Oh, now, it, it, do you typically find that like most of these crimes involving biting, are they other species of animal or are they humans posing as canines? Humans, always humans. Always humans. Um, yes. And so you've and so you've actually you've actually seen to it that a lot of 
you know, good dogs don't go to the pound mm-hmm. as, as, as framed. And because, because who is going to be the voice of the dogs, you know, who is going to be the voice of canines? That's, that's it. That's and we, Justin and I, Justin and I love, I mean, this podcast is also a way of giving back. And so we love charity and we love that charitable spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just love that you found a way to give back in that way and to use mm-hmm. some of the wealth that you've gotten from, you know, you've made your fortune, you've had your run as a successful improviser, and now you're finding a way to give back. And we love, we love hearing that. Mm. That's what we're all about here. Is this... I- Again, I hate to make assumptions, but is this where you got the inspiration for your character of the dog who can't be leashed, so subsequently he can't be walked? Uh, in this case, you are correct. Oh, I knew it. I knew Tell it, David. I told that. you. He told me before, I told and I, I was nervous to ask because I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the method or you know show the secret sauce too much. But I was I was wondering if that's where that came from because I knew that you did work with dogs. Well, I think mm-hmm. we got to pull away the curtain just a little bit here. I mean, people yeah. are outspokenly scared of you right like i yes. that was like the number one like my mom called me she heard that you were going to be on the show and she gave me a lot of like warnings there's it's a lot of rumors and i think that's partially why you agreed to be on the show is because we and I, and I want to just throw out there, too, that we don't believe in any of the rumors about any no, dark magic or any no, of the type of stuff in terms no. of that being why you've been able to see the future yeah. about Aleister Crowley yeah. or Anton LaVey, Jimmy Page, Jimmy Page or uh, Dave Grohl or any of those any of those sort of satanic rumors. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in any of that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, we're we're super thrilled to have you, and we don't want to cause any you know any we don't want to further those because there's a lot of ugly rumors that go on in the improv world. There's a lot of ugly stuff out there, and people just need to take one second and breathe and breathe into me. Are you? Do you need a glass of water? Yes. Okay. Um, can you just hand me water. a glass of water? Yeah. Well. Do you want me to open a window, or you look like you're sweating a lot? I, mean. I need a moment. Okay, we can take a moment. <coughs> um, so I was actually thinking about maybe um, under the doormat in yeah. the future, yeah, yeah. we could have a set of keys where you could just leave it. So if I get locked out again, okay. And I think that it. I'm just saying that I think mm-hmm. it was on you to have maybe thought that through before this time. I don't see how that's my fault. But I am more than willing to move forward, okay. and I really appreciate just here's how I feel, and here's what we can do in the future. Parker, are you okay? I'm back. Oh, okay. You're good. You're okay. good. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, enough of that stuff. I we don't we don't like to drag people through any sort of weird things here. Through the coals. Yeah, this is purely, honestly, this is meant to be an uplifting podcast, and I just would maybe feel more comfortable if we kind of got through this and didn't go into any darker territory. I, I would like that. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, can we talk about um, some of the hardships that you've gone through in your life and how they've formed your character work? We can. Okay, that's okay. great. Um, where should we start? I mean, yeah, we don't want to pry, but you do have a bit of a, you know, a storied past, and people people know about that. There's, with, with the, you know, the rumor mill can be both good and bad, because yeah. on some levels it spreads rumors about you being involved in black magic and other things yeah, like that, but yeah. on the other level it kind of adds to the mystique 
of the persona that you're, you know, crafting. And that's, that's, you know, that, that equals butts and seats and dollars in your yeah, bank account. Yeah. Um, and so you have had some public, you know, tragedies happen to you personally mm-hmm. where, you, I mean, first of all, you're, you openly talk about this. You're an orphan, right? That's correct. Yeah. So you, and you've actually never met your, your birth parents. No. By choice. By choice. By choice. That was your choice. That was yes. your choice. You were, you were actually orphaned by choice because you were emancipated when you were, 13 Correct. you legally did that and but you, you had your memory cleared of yes your parents right. so you could be legally get orphan status yeah. right yeah. so now was that i don't want to pry but did you come out of a troubled household or let's go to the first character i ever knew okay okay you may recognize her by her curly red hair her cute red dress or uh-huh. her dog sandy Oh, okay. I'm talking oh, yeah. about Little Christina Orphan Christina Hendricks Andy. from Mad Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wendy. sorry. Right. What is it? Little Orphan Little Orphan Annie. Oh, Annie. yes. Of oh, course. of course. Oh, okay, okay, God. okay, 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 oh, okay. Please okay. forgive me. And <laughs> Please. And so so now this is a so, character. Was was this instrumental in you figuring out that you wanted to do characters? This, this was what set everything in motion. Okay. I um, start in Annie as Rooster at age 12 and then was so infatuated with the character of Annie I decided to become Annie right okay so how did you become Annie what do you mean by become I emancipated myself okay I permed and dyed my hair red Uh okay I lived on the streets Uh and I was adopted by a very wealthy man right okay but also, you were like 16 years old at this time. Yes. Yeah. When you were actually adopted by the wealthy man. Yes. Um, and now, during this time, any again, not to kick up any rumors, but any of this stuff about the like altars and the rituals that you were doing with trying to actually like inhabit the essence of Annie. Look, there's your... nothing dark going on here. There's nothing evil. I'm not. No. I'm... No. 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that. I know, I, yeah. No. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. I just. I just, you know, I, I was just curious because, you know, people talk about this stuff, but that's that's great. It sounds like it's all very straightforward. I mean, people talk. People people say, oh, yeah, Parker, he's an orphan. And, or people will say, like, oh, yeah, like he, you know, was visited by a dog in the middle of the night one night. Mm-hmm. And the dog was Satan and spoke through the dog. Right. Gave him the ability to communicate with other dogs and that he's forming this weird dog-human alliance. To, yeah. And we don't believe any of that stuff. I mean, that's just talk. Yeah, it's just talk. And we didn't bring you on the podcast to ambush you about that. No, we just want to talk about character work. So let's talk about another character. Let's one. uh, Let me let's talk about my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite character. I know what you're gonna say. The guitarist who can't tune his guitar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, now, that is my favorite character, and because I, I love any type of musical component yeah. to improv. I yes, mean, you do, David. I, I do. You know that about me. Um, as an aside, Justin, I don't think you know this, but on my birthday last year, Parker and I actually had just a a, a dinner, a private sort of dinner, and he actually gave me um, a little like David, music no. box. David, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. We can talk about this later. I, you, you told me you were sick. I forgot that. Um, I forgot that there was a component to that that I wasn't supposed to mention. And I can delete this. I can delete this file. All this stuff is digital. This doesn't have to be shared with anybody. I don't know if part of that pact or of like the 
um, like the, I, I don't know if like part of we'll what need you to talk about this later. Okay. I'm going to just, I'm going to quickly just go back through though and just delete the last uh, couple of minutes of this. Just give me one second. I'm really sorry about that. Justin, I am so sorry. Um, this is just a weird misunderstanding among friends. Okay. Guitarist who doesn't know how to tune his guitar, who can't <laughs> tune his guitar. Yeah, I, I love musical improv and mm-hmm. one of the, you know, and you know that about me and I just tell us a little bit about that character and where he came from. Sure. Sure thing. Uh, that character is probably the closest to me. Oh, okay. So you're kind of playing okay. yourself a little bit. Uh, yes, everybody yeah. has that character everybody that you has might their not suspect, yeah. but that is me. Right. Uh, mostly because I'm tone deaf. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I don't know how to play the guitar. Oh, too much. But I'd love to. And that's the thing about characters. You are a master of whatever skill you choose to be yeah. in. Oh, yeah, right. because with a character because you i have to walk around in my body all day right and i'm limited by whatever david's limitations are Mm. david has certain things he's good at and certain things he's bad at but when i choose a character Mm. i make the choice to be an expert on something i make Mm -hmm, the choice to be a master of something and it unlocks these possibilities and allows you to just inhabit another world that you would have never lived in well yeah exactly you can choose to not have a fragile immune system Parker, um, I was also wondering um, if you could give us a little bit of, I I don't like when people just pander and, you know, but you you have one character that's become so well known in the Chicago scene. And I love that character's catchphrase too. You got to love a good catchphrase. I know. We got to do it. We got it. So we we have advertised. If if we can just please, if you can indulge us, I know it's your most famous character. I know it's the most kind of mainstream thing, but please do the catchphrase of the construction worker who doesn't know how to work a jackhammer, your most famous character. Ah, you guys! I can't turn it on! I'm getting my my shirt dirty with all the dust from this place! Hi, somebody help me turn on the jackhammer! I feel like I, you know, on the radio how they do those announcements over like an exclusive track where they'll uh, be like, "Oh, exclusive ninety-seven. I feel like I need to do that to watermark this because you, what you, everybody just listening heard yeah. is an exclusive take mm-hmm. from one of the world's foremost experts on character work. So I hope you appreciate that at home. They will. They will. They will. Yes. And you know that. You can see it. Yeah. You were actually recently involved in a legal battle because people were making unauthorized T-shirts with your catchphrase on. Yes. That's right. Yeah. How That's intentionally that why I've made the catchphrases so long. Is, right. Is to make it impossible to put them on T-shirts. Right. And they still have found a way. Yeah. Have you Have you straightened everything out with that? Or are you still in court? I'm not. I'm suing that. Can I swear? Yeah, you can go swear. for it. I'm man. suing the asses off those children. Oh my wow. god, they're just 18, a- but uh-huh. they deserve. They need, to, they need to know. Some people are a little critical because they are orphans as well, and all the proceeds well, are going to the orphanage, and they think you should be a little sympathetic to that. I know what it's like to be an orphan. Right. 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 And they're they they just don't get it. It's a different time to be an orphan, and it's. I've heard that before. It's much easier. Parker, now. are you okay? I, I, do you need any more water? Are you sure? 
Like if everything, if if we need to stop this or anything, I mean, if you're oh, I can stop it whenever I need it. Well, your your hands are shaking. Is there a reason I'm hearing like distant drumming right now and growling? I think we should wrap. I think that we should get to a scene. So every episode of this podcast, we like to conclude things with a scene, Mm -hmm. and we like to put some of the discussion topics. Uh, up on their feet, and we like to give people a taste. And so we'd like to do a scene that really focuses on character work uh, for this episode. So um, what we'll do is we'll have you introduce it, and just pretend this is a live improv show. So you'll just pretend you're talking to an audience and ask for a suggestion, introduce us, and then uh, we'll give you a suggestion, and we'll jump into a scene. Great. Good evening, everyone. My name is Parker Callahan, Nostradamus of Improv. And I'd like to welcome you here to the podcast channel for a little scene that we'd like to do. Oh, Parker, I'm sorry. Actually, you don't reference a podcast. We'd like to create the the illusion that this is a show. Um, So Mm -hmm. you did great otherwise, but just maybe just do it again, another take, but just don't mention the podcast. Why? Is Can it you? just me, or is everything shaking right now? Just Hello, everybody. My name is Parker Callahan, Nostradamus of Improv Comedy, and we'll be performing a scene for you. All we need to get started is a suggestion of anything. Angel. Angel, thank you. Excuse me, boys. Um, I just noticed that you guys were sitting here outside this storefront window looking at that angel ornament uh, on display. We want to buy it for our mama. Yes, for mama. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm just an assistant at this shop here. Uh, my dad actually runs the place. Uh, but He told me not to do anything while he was gone, so I don't think I can sell it to you. Even to us? We're so sweet. We're so young. Yes, look at us. Look at how sweet we are. Uh, I mean, I guess when you put it like that, how can I say no to a couple kids? I mean, I guess what could possibly go wrong? Here, you know what? Take this angel ornament for free. Wow. Thanks, mister. But can't we do something nice for you? Uh, I guess so. Uh, What did you have in mind? Oh, we have some ideas. Okay. One, two, three. We're going to take you to our special place. Right here. And And scene. Stop the scene. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Justin, are you? Oh my god. Are you okay? I just saw, I don't know how to put this in, infinity? Break it down. Okay, so I was... Parker, what did you do to Justin? I'm sorry. Did you do something to him? Sometimes with my partners, they experience my gifts just as I experience them. Justin, Justin, wake up. Why, why Why am I hearing the instruction to purify? Parker, what did you do to him? Purify. I showed him... How, Master? Justin! How? Justin! Hey! How? Hey! Can I pure- oh. Yes, just- Justin! Justin! Oh my- Are you with me? Yeah. What the fuck did you do to him? Justin, go back. Parker, I am. I I, t- I warned him before this podcast. I was not going to have you on and pull this bullshit. This is not bullshit. Magic stuff. This is not bullshit. This is. And you're not going to. You're not. You're not going to trick me. You're not going to trick me by doing a character. This is the most distilled form of improv. This is the universe of improv. This is the demons in the car. Must destroy David's keys. My legs are cramping up right now, really, really bad. And if anybody can please hear this transmission. 
and call the cops. This should be going out live on the air, but I'm extremely worried about what's happening <laughs> right now. Oh, this is Justin. another episode of Insights on no Improv. Thank you for listening. Just to do it. Every it single time. limb is cramping up my body right now. Please <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes and please like us on all of social media. Thank you so much for tuning into Insights on Improv. All the night. Goodbye and good the luck. Night.